What's good, everybody? Jack and Lockie here. Uh, Harvard Rundown Podcast, episode seven. Seven of the offseason. Episode seven of the offseason. Um, we're pretty happy today. Um, the Boomers are finally um, Olympic medalists after a long drought without. Um, yeah, That's pretty pretty exciting MVP Woo! of the Olympics for me right here. We've got my boy Matisse. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he's yeah. the goat. He's, he's the goat of this episode. Fucking goat. Um, but yeah, so very impressive, um, very impressive overall game from the Boomers. Um, well, we'll cover that in a sec, but we just want to get to the gold medal game between the US and France, where France were actually in it the whole game. Mm. Um, and kind of the difference was just France's turnovers, 18 to um, – to the US's nine. Um, and yeah, Nick Batum not having a great outing um, in terms of scoring the ball. Um, but Rudy Gobert and Evan Fournier doing what they do best. Evan Fournier, poor shooting. Kind of the deciding factor of um, of the game. D-Book really didn't show up for the US, um, but that didn't really matter. They still got the job done. And yeah, so no, it didn't come as a surprise. Lockie, uh, what are your thoughts on the game? It's like US took, what, four games to wake up and then as soon as they get in a groove, like they did against us, like it's over. Like they – it's 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 over. So, like, I don't feel I – feel, I feel like France really never had a, had, a, had a chance in the end. But, you know, because, yeah, if you let, if you let like, Team USA get in a groove, like we, we – it took them a half to get in a groove against us and then – when once they got in the groove, it was it was like over. But like France are obviously better. They took them to the end. How how, how much was the margin at the end? Five points. Yeah. Fuck. So hey, they're right there. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And if they didn't have as many, you know, um, you know, fouls or turnovers, it kind of would have probably been a different story. Mm. Um, nine nine turnover difference. Just imagine the points off turnovers just from those nine. Mm. Um, it would have it would have made it hard for them to even stay in the game, but they did pretty good. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, even Nick Nick Batum with the poor showing, just they they honestly could have won. Honestly, um, yeah, yeah. That's, that sucks. Especially since it's with like Olympics, um, it's kind of like best timing type of thing. With with, yeah. with teams other than um, America, it's like. You need your kind of players or they're all at the same time. Like Paddy Mills is getting older. Joe yeah. Ingles is getting older. Like it's such a timing thing. And, and France have a really good um, team, but they're a bit older. Yeah, um, they're a bit older. It's a bit I unfortunate next, for them. Next Olympics, the team could be different. We never know. Um, yeah. That's in three That's in three years. Yeah, Evan Fournier will probably be in his mid-30s. Go Bear in his mid-30s. Um, oh, early 30s, sorry. Batum in his late 30s. So... Mm. Um, the whole concept of the team. Frank Milikina is only twenty one um, or twenty two, so he'll, him. yeah, he'll be around twenty five. Luel Cabrera will probably be thirty by the time. So it's kind of they'll have a few coming through. They've got that um, this seven three center bloke that is coming through the draft next year. I think Wamba Miano or something. Yeah, um, he's a freak. He's like a, he's like Kristaps Porzingis. I'm pretty sure something like like plays like him. Yeah. Um, but he's anyways, good. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously impressive showing from KD and Tatum off the bench. Um, but, yeah, we kind of expected this. Nothing too surprising. Um, but, yeah, last night's game, oh Boomers in God. Slovenia. 
Um, you kind of saw the physicality. That's one thing that I thought I'd point out. The physicality of the Slovenian team was really, really like it really picked up in the second half and it made it harder for, although, although the boomers went on a big run, it became especially hard, like midway through that fourth um, mm. to kind of, to kind of move the ball around and really dominate. Um, but Paddy Mills. Oh my God. Showing why he's the greatest Australian basketball player yeah. ever. There's no debate. That's 42 and ever. nine. Oh. 42 and nine. Oh, me. Unbelievable. Only sat for two minutes. This was his game. This He wanted this. Delhi only played three minutes. And yes. look what happened when we start Matisse Thibel. They're listening, bro. Look They're what happens. Doncic shoots seven of 20, three of 13 from the field. And drops 22 points and eight turnovers. That is the effect of having Dante Exum and Matisse Thibel guarding one of the best players in the world, which is what they should have done against the US. And they didn't. Matisse Thibel, 11 points, five rebounds, four assists, three steals, one block. He's just a stat sheet He's a menace. He's, I love that, it. And that is, exactly why, that is exactly why I had Matisse Thibel at the backdrop in the video. <laughs> um, you can see how much the game meant to the team. Mm. Um, clearly at the end, Paddy Mills breaking down in tears. It, it just, I don't know. It just, it was so good to watch. Got a, brought a tear to my eye, just kind of seeing how long it's taken. Yeah. Um, how, how long it's taken for Australia. Years. Yeah. For Australian basketball to finally like cement themselves as a, like, like a, you know, a universally known good team. Yeah. And you yeah. even saw after that, you even saw post game in the, in the um, commentary, you kind of saw just, the effect it had on not only the team, but Andrew Gaze, the whole of Australia were backing them. Um, Gaze has obviously been to around, I think he's been to a, a few Olympics and obviously had no, no success. So to kind of see the Aussies persevere and finally, like after all these years to get a medal um, is like, it's emotional, it's raw. Yeah, we deserve it, man. And it just makes it, it. I think we deserve it, and I think it makes Australian basketball. It allows it to be taken more seriously, um, yeah. Which previously just wasn't the case, especially after with the our sample size, like mm. not being as big as these other countries. And basketball is nowhere near our number one sport. Like that just yeah. goes to show that we're we're, we're really proving ourselves out here. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so. You saw, kind of saw in the Phoebe Championships, uh, the World Cup a few years back, that Australia was on the move. Um, and they, they needed that one one or two pieces that kind of, um, how do I say it, like f- just furthers themselves. Kind of like legitimizes um, the team a bit more. Like, yeah. And we always talk about it. This is, he's, the <laughs> cult, he's the cult hero of the show. t Stable is the difference maker. I know Paddy Mills had 42, but just the defensive intensity. He plays like a vet. He knows his role. He can shoot the ball. He can score. He's athletic. He had two pullback dunks in the game. Yeah. He lifts the energy of the team because he just gets involved in everything. He is the he's the dog that we needed. And I actually think that it put us over. Um, and obviously, like not having Ben Simmons there, you needed someone there to fill kind of the void yeah and matisse obviously not the superstar powerhouse that ben simmons supposedly is mm-hmm. but he he fits the culture he is good with all the guys he plays properly he knows his role and he sticks to it and i think 
um, he, Australia's fallen in love with him because yeah. he, he's not like your typical Aussie player. He's Ameri- like he's American, really, but he's yeah. representing Australia. Like that's big for an Aussie fan base to have an American who could have. Well, he probably wouldn't have got picked for America, but yeah. to stick with his roots, play for the Aussies, and help them win a medal is um yeah massive credit to him. But yeah. yeah, crazy, crazy times, crazy times. Just cut it out. Just go over yeah. there. Yeah. Three, two, one. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chuck Landale. Again, proving why he's a really solid big man. He had a really good like left hook um mm. on that baseline. Those are like little things that I guess that you can um teams look for, just like doing fundamentals. Yeah, and I think that's why he's good for he's a good pick up from coach pop in San Antonio. Cause he kind of has all the basics, right. And that, and that's where you go to an NBA team and help kind of advance yourself in further in bigger skills, trying to, um, you know, um, diversify a game kind of thing at mm-hmm. different elements. Uh, he's already got the jump shot there. Um, well, he's got signs of one. Mm-hmm. He just got to shoot them more, but yeah, impressive showing from the boomers. This is going to be a really short episode. Um, Lockie's feeling a bit crook. I'm very tired. As you can probably tell, we're not in uh... – Dante Exum. Sorry, I just want to talk about him because his Olympic run was so good. Oh, and yeah. he's taken so many years to prove himself as like an NBA player. Mm-hmm. And I really do feel like his, his like breakout season's coming. Near the end, yeah, I... down, down the stretch in the fourth, he had like catch and shoot three. He was like – he had a floater. Like he was just so involved with it. He wasn't shying away from it. And I – Yeah. I'm yeah, I think, him. yeah, I he looked he looked amazing, the in the Olympics and, um, I like wouldn't like if you're the Spurs, would you look at Dante Exum? Because I I think he'd suit. I think he'd yeah, fit well he'd fit in the that system. Culture, yeah, he'd good. He'd be good for Dejounte Murray, who's obviously um young. Exum's got experience, can kind of help him. They're kind of the same type of player. Um, so I feel like Exum could fit in the rotation. Um, I think he'd be good. Like obviously with Landale, that could be like the kind of one-two punch off the bench. Yeah, which is kind of what Baines and Paddy were mm. when they were obviously yeah, there. Yeah. Exum's not as not a shot creator like Paddy, but he can hit the sh- he can hit the three. He's athletic. He's a great defender. Um, he's probably he's a good playmaker, and he he would. I don't know. I think he'd fit well in this in the um, in the system. Um, also, probably like another team like like the Sixers, maybe. I'd say his Sixers are like Bucks as well. I, f- I could see him. Yeah, Bucks would be good. Really just in like a just in like a system where he where he can just like in a system where he can go play under a, a experienced head coach like like the Heat even. Yeah, and just learn and just be a winner, come in and affect right away. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't have to play big minutes, but he can come on and help adjust the momentum. He can play defense. Um, I think he's. You'd be silly as a team to not go out and try and find a guy like him or sign him. Like um, he's a really good player, and I really hope that he um, gets a really solid NBA contract at yeah. some point. At some point, he's got anyway, like this isn't enough, I guess, to prove yeah. it. Um, because like he's kind of in between a point guard and a shooting guard, though, because he's not such a dominant playmaker, but he is able to slash. And score and he's he's improved his jumper so it's like he's got a I feel like this season coming he's got to really show his identity as a player like where does he fit on yeah. any team, as a guard or what it 
can do whatever it may he's be. a great he's a great combo guard and i think yeah. any team in the nba can use someone like dante exum hmm. um and yeah just I, I just can't see him not on an nba team next year hmm. um he's yeah, with the he Cavs affect- now eh? uh he was at the Cavs now he got traded to the rockets in that james harden deal uh, like i was yeah geez. um but yeah he uh, he he actually played some solid games for the Cavs at the start of the year. Mm. He was looking like he was coming back really nicely. And um, like, I kind of wish we kept him, but like, it's just, it's, it's a business. Like he's just that player that's going to be shipped around in trade deals. Like I hate to say yeah. it, but he's been like home. that since he, since he left Utah. Um, obviously he was so injury prone in Utah. Now he's just slow. Like now he's kind of got back Yeah. Um, to getting his body all healthy and all that. But um. But yeah, yeah, so yeah, so the boomers are obviously now medalists, which is amazing for the game, for the culture, for the sport in Australia. Um, we're missing playing basketball terribly. Like I'm actually, I don't know. It feels kind of weird not being able to play because it's like a two night yeah. thing for for both of us. Yeah, I know. Um, it's kind of de- it's very depressing. And obviously, like we both kind of work a lot. Well, I work a lot at the moment. Um, yeah, I'm not working. So it's kind of, it's yeah. So it's kind of hard to find time. Um, yeah, which just makes it even worse. But um, yeah. So obviously, once we're out of this lockdown, we will be um, we'll be doing some RL videos. Um, once basketball comes back, we'll be kind of doing some cool idea things that we've want to keep a secret because um, I think it's going to be sick. Yeah. Um. So that's our Olympic coverage done. Next episode, we'll probably start doing the season previews and what we think from each team. Lockie and I've got to work out a schedule of how we're going to build it and um, what we're going to what we're going to do. But look forward to that. It's going to be season previews for every team. Um, some will probably be two uh, two teams in one episode. That might be what we're going to try and do. But um, yeah, very excited for the upcoming season. There's two months to tip off. I'm pretty sure, or three months, or oh, maybe two and a half. Yeah, I got a um, shorter one. Yeah. Yeah, the summer league's just started, um, which is awesome. My Cavs are playing tomorrow at 8.30, so I think I'm going to have to watch that. Um, I'm not a, I don't usually watch the summer league, but um, now that, like, other than working, like, I'm just at home, so I've just yeah. got time to kind of watch it. Yeah. But, I yeah, so... Unless there's, like, yeah. a peak that I really want to... Yeah, exactly. That's kind of like me, yeah. but I kind of want to pay more close attention to the Cavs this year, so... Yeah. It's exciting times, but yeah, guys, that's it from me. Like he's a bit under the weather. He's got to go have a bit of a. He's got to go have a bit of a rest. So I'm gonna um, do my assignment. But then oh, fantastic! Yeah, it's great. Fantastic. You know, oh, nice. Evening things. Yeah, right. but hey, hey, let's fucking go. Medalist. Yes, let's go. We did it, man. Um, fuck yeah! Shout out, shout out to the boomers. Um, shout out to Patty Mills, and shout out to my sexy boy Matisse Thibel. <laughs> no, he's mine. Let's go. Stay away. We can share. <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. That's the off-season episode seven, seven. done. Bang. Peace.